Welcome to another amazing episode of the Pace and Freedom Podcast, where conversations happen with no labels and no judgments. I am your host, James Pace. Follow me on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Get the links in the description below. And don't forget to subscribe and share to this podcast. Today I have with me Will Turbot from Demand the Truth on YouTube, and we discuss the abuse of power within government's child protective services and what we all should be doing to fight back in a nonviolent way. But before we get started with our conversation, I want to talk about Cash App and how you can earn $5 for simply signing up using my link provided in the description. Sign up for free and get five bucks into your account. Then you can refer others and earn even more cash. With Cash App, you can easily transfer money to friends and family, receive money, and you can now purchase stock in the stock market through Cash App. You can also buy and sell Bitcoin and even use it. Again, simply sign up by using the link in the description and get your $5 today. Now, enjoy this conversation. Today, I am with Will Turbot from Demand the Truth. He has been on the podcast in the past, one of my most listened to episodes, and he is here with us today again, and we're going to be talking about DCYF. For those that don't know what DCYF is, it's probably you probably know it by CPS in your state, and Will has done a lot of work, a lot of activism in shedding light to the abuses of power and the corruption in DCYF. And he's here today to talk to us a little bit about it. Will, go ahead and introduce yourself for those that haven't heard of you. Well, I'm a, a nonviolent activist. I've been that way for a long time. And uh, about 15, 16 years ago, I went down the rabbit hole and on a number of different topics. And then it got to the point a few years ago that I realized, you know, there's a lot of divisiveness going on. But if there's one thing the Democrats and the Republicans could agree upon would be the plight of our children in, in state care. And I thought, you know, we, you know, let's start here, right? This is one thing that we can all agree on. Like we, we should, we should be treating our children the best we possibly can. I think that's something that's a nonpartisan issue. So, uh, at first, I, it really came to my attention, you know, the, on the national scene, Child Protective Services have, has always gotten kind of a bad rap. And then over the years, I also co-host a couple other shows, too. I've, I've had the privilege of interviewing several folks who have been in unfortunate circumstances. And all of this is really, quite frankly, as uh, Melvin Punch, who was a guest on, on my show, described, is really the civil rights problem of this generation here and children are being taken away from their families without a crime being committed and they're putting in being put into state care and just over the last couple of years we've seen really really atrocious treatment of these children in state care dcyf which is you know child protective services elsewhere uh it's the department of children youth and families here in rhode island but it's it's gotten really so bad that you know, people really need to do something about this. And there, we've had so many kids go missing here. And, you know, it's, it's something that I really wanted to kind of bring to the forefront because I thought, hey, this is something that we can, we can start to, uh, to work together on and then work on those other issues after the fact. Right. And 
we hear about this department that's supposed to protect children countrywide. Every state has their own. Some counties even have their own. And their whole job is supposed to be protecting children and finding kind of a way to keep kids safe and still keep them with their families. But we see that this doesn't normally happen. And a lot of times there's nothing going on within that family. It's just, if you don't follow government's rules or pay their, their fee, for example, or to say they take away your kid, that's like the punishment. And we see this in a lot of different places. I know of a case in Arizona where a mom decided to put her child in homeschool and the school district said, hey, no, your kid needs to go to our school. And if not, we're going to report you. And they did. And they took away the kid all because she wanted to homeschool her child instead of sending him to public school. It's just, and you see these cases and people are still not doing anything about it or not, at least not enough people. Yeah. And I think it's really because, and what you said right there is, is exactly the point i I forgot to make at the initial point when you're introducing me here, which is these people on the state, that is what they're charged with doing. We pay them our our hard-earned tax money that they steal from us to protect the most vulnerable children in, in the society that we live in. And not only can they not do that, but they're actually doing a more terrible job than the bad parents. So like, you know, there's actually less parents, at least here in Rhode Island, and uh, I don't I don't have the statistics and numbers in front of in front of me for the entire nation, but the the bad parents here in Rhode Island, DCYF outmurders them, they they outrape them, then they and they have far more kids going missing under state care than they have under these supposed bad parents. So what what is really going on here? And it's it's like you said too, if you refuse to vaccinate or if you homeschool or if you have some ideologies that doesn't jive with the government, they're going to come and take your kids or, you know what? And, and this is the, and this is why this is the civil rights problem of this generation is because family court is not constitutional at all. It's, there's nowhere in they're They're taking your children away from you and, and saying that it's a family court. It's some type of civil court, right? But in order for someone to take your children away from you, there has to be a crime committed. And so, and so many people that have their children, and I would, say the majority of people that have their children taken away from them have not committed a crime. Uh, and if they have, it's not towards their children, right? So you, you shouldn't have your children being taken away if, uh, if the state's doing a worse job and you haven't committed a crime yourself. And it's completely unconstitutional. You, you don't have a jury of your peers there in family court. And there's no probable cause. They can come, they could come to your house randomly because of a tip from a neighbor and see that the kitchen's a little messy. You can maybe, maybe you didn't have time. You, maybe you were watching your three kids, maybe you're a single mom, single dad. And you know, you just put them to bed and you didn't have time. You're going to wait for them to lay down to wash dishes. Uh, or, you know, you send a little Billy to school and he's got mismatched socks. They can come to your home and take your kid for 72 hours. I know people that they did that. We're going to, you're just going to take Billy for 72 hours. Six years later, they're still with the state and this woman had no criminal record. The family they put him with sexually and physically abused this child. So there's, there's, there's no legality to this whatsoever. They're stealing kids from their families with no crime being committed in many cases, with no probable cause, no warrant, 
no judge, literally no jury. And I, like you said, I don't understand why people aren't up in arms about this. But the problem is it's because the media, it was supposed to be that, that, that thing that protected us from the tyranny of government. It was supposed to be there to expose it. But instead, it is basically working for the government. And the media will spotlight everything that they want you to see. But, I mean, <laughs> they're not spotlighting this. And it's unfortunate that people, until they're made of, aware of these injustices, are just not going to take action. So I think what we need to do is find nonviolent ways to, to wake people up. But it also is a sad situation that, you know, even people that do know about this going on, they're not going to give a damn until DCYF or CPS comes and takes their kids. Yeah, I mean, that's the most frustrating thing, right? Uh, you, you hear of a lot of people, well-known people that know about this, and they'll may mention about it. They'll, they'll talk about it a little bit. But they have so much more power than maybe a lot of the rest of us to do something about it, and they simply won't. And I don't know if it's because of fear uh, that they'll go after them, as well. I've heard of celebrities talk about this and they don't do a lot more and they have the wealth to really shed light on this and they won't. There's also well-known uh, lawyers that know about this and why aren't they doing anything about it? It's, I think it's, you mentioned media and I think that's a big part of it is because government has bought over mainstream media and put uh, funded heavily and making sure that they're the only ones that have the capability to get to people's homes through TV, internet, and you know nobody really listens to the radio anymore, but the radio. And that's the only information that people get. And it's really hard for people like myself and like you who are trying to do this through alternative media. And we're making a little bit of headway, but it's just not enough. And it's frustrating that people that are able to do it aren't. And I think, I don't know if you agree with me or not, maybe it's because they have fear of the government that they're going to go after their kids. Absolutely. The last two rallies or actually, I wouldn't even call them rallies. They were not rallies. They were meetings uh, that I wanted to get together because people here in Rhode Island, just to your last point, they usually come to me as last resort. And uh, because in, in, I wouldn't expect people to come to me at first, too. I'd expect that, hey, if you're a person living in the system and you've been negatively affected by DCYF, you're going to probably first go to a lawyer, you know, and then you're going to probably want to go to the media or the police. And when those people let you down, which almost invariably they do, then they finally find uh, a video of me with probably 12 views out there saying doing countless dcyf rallies confronting almost every representative and state senator and the governor here in rhode island about how atrocious this is and then they were like okay well this is my last my last attempt to to do something but the last two events that we try to have because i've been one of the the larger voices speaking about this here in rhode island even though i'm one of those larger voices people don't show up uh we they just don't show up. And a lot of them are our families have been affected because even the families themselves that have been affected, maybe they've only taken one kid, right? And they, they don't want to have their other kid taken. 
maybe you just love your own children and nothing's ever happened and you're scared to speak up because you don't want your kids to get taken away. So it's the media mixed with the fear. I mean, and I'll tell you quite frankly, I do not have children, but, uh, you know, I, I, I don't think that I would have children in Rhode Island, quite frankly, because of that same exact fear, uh, because, because I've confronted the, the, the governor so many times because her state police or personal security guards have, uh, sexually assaulted me and tried to put up all these frivolous false claims about me, which most of them are being, have been dismissed and are continuing to be dismissed trying to put up uh, somebody tried to actually successfully get a restraining order against me because, um, I was asking him, he, he works for the NEA and, uh, I'm always there. I'm one of the few people there at the state house asking questions. And me, even though I don't have a criminal record whatsoever, I don't have any violent history. I mean, I guess you could consider a suspended license criminal. I personally don't, but that's the worst I got on my record. Don't have any violent record. But yet this guy gets a restraining order upheld against, upheld against me because I'm asking him questions peacefully in the state house. And that that was basically upheld by the head of Providence security who was coming into the courtroom at the time and, you know, joking with the judge, joking with the lawyers from the NEA, the National Education Association here in Rhode Island. And a couple months before that, that same head of security for Providence Courts threatened to kill me on video. <laughs> it even made the local news. So I'm, I, I'm quite frankly, a little bit, I, myself would be scared to have kids there because here in Rhode Island, I, if I had kids right now, they probably do their darn just to take them right from me. So it, it, we are really in a rock and a hard place, but we, we do need people to, to do what they can and be courageous about it because otherwise we're not going to get anywhere and people are just going to have their kids keep taken from them. Exactly. And, you know, I want to talk, go back to talking a little bit about the courts. You're talking about family courthouse. It's unconstitutional. And I don't think a lot of people understand that. They think of you know, the, the normal citizen thinks, oh, okay, family court, it's supposed to be, uh, it helps families, it protects families, and they, that's why there's, it doesn't fall within the guidelines of, let's say, a regular court. And like you said, it's, it seems, well, it seems extra, right? Because we already have laws that exist that are criminal laws that protect children, right? Uh, I mean, rape is going to be rape. And if you have a parent that is raping their child, it would make sense to charge that person with a criminal charge and put that kid in a safe place. Why have this extra step of family court? If somebody's abusing a child, that's a criminal act. Why have this extra step of having a family court? And then in family court, nothing, if it was criminal, you would think that this person would you know, if proven guilty would go to jail, but that's not what happens. A kid, a kid gets taken away from their family. There's no evidence of a crime. It's just, oh, we feel that a child is being abused, so we're going to take away your, your child. And no criminal charges are put on this person. And it's just, that's all it is, is your kid was kidnapped illegally. I don't, I guess I, I kind of have a hard time not or understanding how people cannot see that this is not the the actual norm that there should be some kind of criminal proceeding if there was an actual crime yeah well unfortunately uh mr pace everybody in this continent it seems and perhaps the world are a bunch of of spineless 
jellyfish, quite frankly. <laughs> uh, they don't care. We've been massively dumbed down. It, it seems like every day there's some new tyranny that people will just put up with and they, they won't blink. They don't care. And, and it's not like something that happened overnight. This is something that took, you know, a very long time to instill. And yeah, I, I just, I, I agree with you. How, what, what is it going to take for people to get active? But most people don't know. Most people never took civics in school. Most people fundamentally misunderstand this country, the constitution, our history. They fundamentally misunderstand it. That's because they've been lied to for so long by the societal engineers like Bertrand Russell and Edward Bernays and the lies of the public schools and the media, you know, every, every cop show and everything like that. We, we've turned them from a nation that defied authority to a nation that licks the boots and whatever the government says has to be right. So we've, we've went a really full 360 degrees here in this country. And um, I do blame people, but it, it is also, it is also something that, has been orchestrated by people that understand human subconscious, understand human psychology, and they'll do that to min- they'll do some things to manipulate us, and they have it's all, it's all admitted. I mean, that's the psychology behind any commercial or anything like that, and they've used this for, for over a hundred years. They've known about about this, so they use that in order to kind of engineer our consent. And, and then you're right. Why are why? why is this happening? Why are all these kids being separated? What's, where's the why? Some, you know, there have been New York judges that are arrested in these scams for kids for cash, because in certain states, at least, uh, the government gets money for, for placing a family. And so it's a financial benefit for sure. And almost every other single state that I've heard of and spoke with individuals, activists and advocates from it, that seems to be the case. And then also, too, something that I've talked about for years and years and years is the fact that people gravitate towards positions of power that are power-hungry. Power corrupts absolute power corrupts absolutely. They say, like, it's a higher percentage of psychopaths and sociopaths that enter positions of authority because they understand that they can abuse that. And so time after time, you find people that work with children. I mean, if you're a pedophile and you want to screw kids, you're going to try to get a job working with kids, right? Or you're going to try to be a foster parent, right? Or you're going to work in the government, right? So you can abuse kids and get away with it. It's just common sense that, they, that, that these people would do that. And it's historically happened. And we've also seen that people in positions of power like to abuse children and also have other people abuse children so they can have some blackmail on them. And now it's coming out everywhere. The Vatican, Democrats, Republicans, Hollywood, everywhere, everywhere, local governments, everywhere. So this is, this is also part of their little scheme. Now, I'm not trying to cast a very wide net and say that all politicians or local politicians are pedophiles or anything like that. Just saying the numbers and statistics will show that people will gravitate towards these positions. And unfortunately, whether it's coincidence or not, you do have children getting abused on a massive level. Yeah, you know, I was just thinking as you were talking, you would think that would be the aha. People would listen to this podcast, this particular episode. Enough people would listen to it. You would think that would be the aha moment, right? For people like, oh, wow, you know, this makes sense. And what our government is doing is completely wrong. And I can guarantee you that won't be the case. As you said, most people are just spineless. They, they depend too much on government. They've been brainwashed for decades using this tactic, right? Because if you don't send your kid to the public school where they're going to brainwash you, <laughs> they're going to take away your kid anyways, right? And case after case, we see where people abuse power and government 
And we see these cases, sometimes it will come out on mainstream media, right? Where a foster parent has abused a child. And yet people are like, oh, that's sad. That's unfortunate. And don't do anything about it. You know, and that's like, that's like the scariest part about all of this is that we have the information right there on the table about what's really happening. And people are just shrugging their shoulders and like, oh, this is just the way it is. Well, well, we have had some people because DC Life is so bad here. Even legislators from from both sides of the aisle here called to even end DC Life, which I was very surprised about. But it is because of of nonviolent action of people like myself and others who have called for it and made this a, a thing. But we we're really bad here with DC Life too. I mean, twenty to twenty five children, according to the former head of DC Life, Trusty Pickle, on April fourth of last year, twenty to twenty five children go missing every single day in Rhode Island. And when she was pressed up by a state rep that I was one of the few state reps that I'm cool with, and I was actually messaging back and forth during the testimony, I asked him how many children go missing every single. I asked him, I asked him. Uh, so shout out to Rep Quattrochi here in Rhode Island, doing a great job. We're one of the very few. I said, well, ask her, how many children go missing every single day under DC Wife Care? She said, oh, about 20 to 25. Jeez. And I looked kind of <laughs> shocked. He looked at me. I looked pretty, we both looked a little shocked. And then, and it's so sad that I had to do this. So it just goes to show that one person can make a difference, right? Because we would not have gotten these numbers had it not been for me being down at the state house, um, asking people questions and getting in touch with people and sharing information and doing all these interviews and, and rallies. And then, he, I mean, I had to be the one to ask him too, like, well, do you want to find out how many don't come back? <laughs> and then so he says, well, how many don't come back? And he said, well, we don't have that information in front of us. And so here's the crazy part about it. One is even if the children go missing for a couple hours, we've had local news report that even during a couple hours, DCYF workers would take uh, little girls and boys around in these vans and drive them around for people that would sexually abuse them and have them back in the house. So people always say to me, Oh, well, some of those kids are just runaways and they come back the same day. Yes, that's true. That is absolutely true. I'm not saying that's not true. However, even when these kids are gone for a very small amount of time, we've seen that they've been pimped out, pimped out by DCYF. So that's the whole problem. That's the media because human beings, it's really tough for us to focus on things, right? And it, without the media there having the drumbeat of like weapons of mass destruction, I mean, even if they put it up there on the news, and this has been something that, I mean, you, I, I think if you would ask the ordinary Rhode Islander, what do you think about DCYF? I would say that the overwhelming majority would say that we have some problems there, right? Because we still haven't even replaced the head of DCYF right now. And this is, this is going on a year. But what it really is, is that's why what you do is so important. And that's why, I mean, I'm not, I didn't say that to brag that. I'm actually saying that how pathetic our, our system is that an idiot with a fake microphone and a, back phone, uh, a backwards hat has to tell these legislators, find out how many kids we have missing with our tax money, right? So I'm, I'm, I was, I'm not saying that to brag. I'm actually doing that to implore you to get active because if we all did something like that, we, can, we could do something nonviolent about this because we need to do it from the media aspect, but we also need to get up in these people's faces, send them an email, call them, say, hey, what's going on with DCYF? What's going on with Child Protective Services? If you don't know what to write, I have a stock email, you could write it. But James, it goes to your point. That's why what you're doing is so absolutely important is because the media is not going to make this a drumbeat about weapons of mass destruction or whatever the new thing is on TV. They only make a drumbeat of what they want to. They don't care about 
children going missing at all. They, 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 that's, that's not a story. I've never, ever once in my entire life woke up and seen the news. It was like, wow, massive problems with DCYF and Child Protective Service on the national news. I, I don't think I've ever heard that in my entire life. So it, it's really up to us to do something about this. Right. You know, and if they did, say if the mainstream media wasn't owned by government and they did bring this up because they are the mainstream media, people would get on board with it. That's how like, I guess, sheepish people are, right? They, they rely, they, they blindly unconditionally trust these mainstream media networks and a perfect example. And I think it's done us a lot of harm, you know, and it, it really infuriated me that they use this story and, they try to, it was so well scripted that it, it really played people. And that was Netflix uh, docuseries of the uh, child that was, there's actually a few of them, but the one, the couple that I've watched where these kids were being abused in their, in their own homes with their own families. And this is again, something that has had that happened, but there was a lot of missteps by CPS or DCYF or whatever you call it at your state. And, but they kind of played it off as, oh, okay, well, you know, we're going to hold our own accountable. And, but that what this department does is still a really good job. Look, because if we weren't here, this more of these things would happen where kids are getting killed and abused in their own homes. Right. So, and people eat it up and they, they believe it and they believe that the system is there to help them. That's if it was the other way around where they would show the corruption in those departments and show how they don't help us. I think people would believe it because it's being put out by these mainstream media. Now you and I kind of go went with how horrible this department is, how corrupt, how cruel they are. And a lot of people will probably ask, you know, Hey, well, what's the alternative? Like, how do we protect our kids? Right. And I kind of have my own opinions and ideas, but I'd like to hear yours. Well, I'm uh, I'm an I used to be a a libertarian for a very, very long time. And I mean, I'm still somewhat of a libertarian, but I'm a full fledged anarchist. I'm a voluntarist. I do not believe that you can achieve any means through violence. Uh, I don't think you can you can steal uh, and threaten and and rape people into doing something good. I just don't think that that makes any sense whatsoever. Uh, but it does take people a long time to come to that philosophical conclusion. So my, my simple thing would be, you know, you can't stop rape. You can't stop murder. You can't stop people abusing their children. Unfortunately, there's going to be, there's going to be bad people that do bad things, right? The best thing that we can do is try to love and understand the people that, that go through this. Because we, we, it seems to me that almost everybody that commits uh, a crime, and uh, the studies will back this up too, they, they were uh, abused or they had a traumatic childhood, right? So maybe we stop that from happening with love and understanding, but we definitely can't do it by having a government there to do it, right? I mean, there's always been, before DCYF, there's always been, you know, shelters whether they were from jewish people or christian or or what have you or just independent people that would take care of take care of children but that's after like you said somebody was found criminally responsible for doing something right so um 
my my best idea is not to have the the biggest group of murderers, rapists, and child traffickers in the world sit there and tell you you can't have your kids. You know, they, and they're the same people that say they're twenty-three trillion dollars in debt and say we're going to give you a credit score. Yeah, I know we lost damn near thirty nuclear weapons, but you can't own any guns. So I don't think that the biggest mass murderers and rapists on the planet are going to be any help in the care of our children. So I think it's up to you and uh, try to be nonviolent. Always be nonviolent and. And we got to have a little more love, compassion, and understanding for these people. It's really tough. I mean, but most of these people, and I'm not trying to, not trying to, I don't know, sugarcoat any of this, but most of these people themselves that abuse their children, they're victims themselves. And until we find out what is causing that or maybe stop the cycle, we're never going to have it, you know, and just creating more trauma for these people and families. I mean, so, okay, so great. So the dad, the dad sexually abused a kid. Okay, now you're going to steal this kid away from probably the mom too and separate the thing. So uh, multiplying trauma doesn't seem like it would be helpful to me, but I'm, I'm not a scholarly dude. So, but I, I don't think governments would, would help at all. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree. And for me, I'm not, I tend to lean that way, but I'm not a full on anarchist. And I think if there was a, a much, much smaller government than what we have now, again, if there's a criminal act against a child, the, the logical thing would be, you know, this person is charged with a crime and perhaps put a restraining order on that parent that is abusing the child, not taking them away from the other parent and putting that, that family up with another family member. In the meantime, you know, there's grandmothers, there's grandfathers. How many times has DCYF and CPS have taken away a child from a parent because of possible abuse and not allowed the grandparents to take over in the meantime. You know, it makes no sense. Why take away that child from everything they know, causing again, like you said, multiple traumas, putting them up with somebody they absolutely don't know. And that could potentially be more harmful towards the child. And that's my opinion is that we just need smaller government. We need to get rid of this excess uh, departments and excess courts that they're the only reason they're there. And the truth be told is for money. It's a cash cow. And that leads to this whole operation to be a huge government human trafficking operation is essentially what it is. Well, I'm glad you said that because, you know, I spent the last however so many moments on your show right now, talking about it and you put it uh better than i ever could this is a massive human trafficking organization right now they are taking people's children away from them without due process of the law against the constitution against every basic human freedom and liberty that we have with no criminal charges and everybody's sitting there and doing nothing about it this is the like these the, nobody can out traffic the U.S. government, and that's what you're seeing happening right now. It's the most massive trafficking scheme in the entire world, and it's going by unnoticed. Maybe if this was uh, some cartel or something like that, people would be up in arms. But no, it's the U.S. government, and and I'm glad you said that. This is the most massive human trafficking racket on the planet right now, and Rhode Island is the smallest state. We have 20 to 25 children go missing every single day. Do you know how many thousands of children go missing in places like Illinois a year? It's, it's, it's incredible. It, 
it is. And, you know, it's not just uh, the child protective services departments, it's divorce court does the same thing. They'll put, uh, they'll separate kids from one of the parents for no cause, no evidence, uh, nothing that the other parent is abusive or uh, bad for the child. They just do it because they know that that person, they don't want that person to have the kid because they need to be able to work so they can pay the child support. So that way the government can get, take its keep and, um, you know, earn it. So there's that there's the child protective services. There's even with a lot of counties and States will have a department for homelessness and where the homeless are being abused and moved around and mistreated for the sake of trying to help them. But again, all it is, is just moving humans from point A to point B to earn X. And it's disheartening that a lot of people don't see this, but it is what it is. And people like you and I are are trying our best to get the information out. Now, a lot of people will hear you and I say this and be like, oh, James, what, what are you talking about? Well, what are you talking about? That's, that can't be so. This is not a human trafficking ring. How, how is the government earning money? All I have to say is go read Title 12 of the, the federal code. And right there, it'll explain everything, how your local government earns money from moving people around. It's, it's crazy. It's in black and white. And that's, it, it is obviously right there in black and white. For anybody that doesn't believe us, you can just check it out. You can go through these stories yourself. It's right there. But not only that, it's, there's all these other fail-safes that are supposed to be here, and they're not there, right? So the, so even though I was telling you earlier about how the Democrats and the Republicans alike, they were, they were like, basically lambasting DCYF and going at their necks and saying, Oh, we should shut it down. We should shut it down. Da, 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 da. Um, that was after another child died in DCYF care died in DCYF care. Nobody was placed on leave. Nobody was suspended with pay. Nobody got fired. Nobody went to jail at all. DCYF is still going on here in Rhode Island. We still have yet to find another head to this department. Uh, nothing has happened whatsoever. So it's not just the media. It's the government. And everybody's just working in collusion with one, ano- with one another. And, you know, it's only a small, active, engaged citizenry that has ever changed things on this planet. So I know there's some people think uh, listening to this. And I'm talking to you. You have to do something. It is your responsibility to do something at this point. Because now that you know that this is going on, now that we've provided you with all this information that you can go and verify, you have to do something. You know that this is the largest civil rights problem of error. You know that this is a massive massive human trafficking scheme. Maybe, Maybe you think that's even a little hyperbolic. But when children are being taken away from their families, without a crime, without a judge, without a jury, without due process of law, for money. (laughs) Even forget the fact, throw out the window that these people are getting money for that. People are being stolen from their families every single day. And unless we take action, the government's not going to do it. The media is not going to do it. And one way to take action might be share James's podcast about this and other topics. But we have to raise 
enlightenment to a critical mass because otherwise they're just going to keep taking our kids. And they're, I mean, like I said, anybody can go Google. This is mainstream news. They were jailed. They actually jailed some judges because they were, they were, uh, it's kids for cash. Look up kids for cash. <laughs> it's a famous scheme, right? So that's what happens. And then another aspect of this is too, is they, that's why they do it to the most vulnerable children, right? Because nobody cares about, um, I do, but nobody cares about the, the poor kids, right? Nobody cares about the people from the broken homes because even if they do make a big stink about it, they're not going to get a, a lawyer, right? And if they do, they're going to the public court, right? They're not, most often they're not stealing kids from, from Yale and Harvard families, right? Because those people are, are more well-educated. They're higher on the socioeconomic ladder. And they're going to fight. They're going to get a good lawyer, and they're going to say this is absurd. And then when that happens, they're going to they're going to call every media. But it still has happened to them too. But that's what happens. They prey on people being vulnerable. We cannot allow that to happen. Right. And again, it it all goes into enforcement of what government thinks is appropriate. Right. Uh, for example, what what is considered abuse in, in a family? I mean, not sending your kid to public school. It does not constitute abuse. Can you imagine if a corporation would do this? And you have to keep in mind, it's you're not sending when you don't send your kid to public school, that's one less kid off of the school district's roster. And that's I think what is it? Like they say eight thousand dollars a year per student is what a school district receives. And that's $8,000 less that that school district is getting now, right? So imagine if AT&T came to you, right, and say, hey, you have to use our services. And if you don't, <laughs> we're going to, at gunpoint, take away your child. People, they, they would just, their minds will just explode, right? And that's exactly what the government is doing. They're, they're coming to these people and saying, you didn't pay your taxes. That's child abuse. We're going to take away your child. And, you know, that's part of the facade. We think we live in this civilized world. And, you know, we think, oh, look, we've got technology and artificial intelligence and 5G. And oh, look at the skyscrapers. And we're in space. And, yeah, but people from future generations are going to look back at us and they're going to laugh their asses off. They're going to be like, wow, these guys thought they were so civilized, but yet they had this massive program where they illegally stole children from their families. What kind of barbaric idiots were they? Yeah, and I think all the, like, allowing... A, a friend of mine once told me, it's like, you know, we think that we're so free because we have all this stuff, right? And all this is stuff that government just allows us to have to keep us entertained. It's like when you have a, a child and you don't want them to disobey, you know, cause you any problems, you give them a tablet and they, they're distracted. Now you can do whatever you need to do. I've been guilty of that with my kids when they were younger, where to get my kid to eat, I would put the, the, ta the tablet in front of them. So he would be distracted and I can spoon feed him and he will actually eat, right? It's the exact same tactic that they use on us is by allowing us to have all these things. People think, oh, we're free. We, we get to do all these things. And in the background, the government is food, you know, spoon feeding us 
these lies and coercing us to do things that we just are just oblivious to. Well, you hit the nail on the hammer. You are a grown up, James, right? You're a big right. boy, right? You don't need authority. Authority is for only for people that can't, it's only for children. Authority is only for your own children. And that's it. And it should stop at a certain age too, when they're old enough to critically think and handle themselves, right? So right. now that we're grown ups and we don't need somebody to feed us, we don't need a government. A government's only there. A government is just like a dad, right? Only we're old enough that it's like a dad that's still trying to feed you stuff, force food down in your mouth, right? Um, they're, they're actually going to steal, they're going to send you to work, make you buy food, steal that money and food from you, and then feed it to you, right? And then steal most of it on the way. Um, but only we don't need a dad anymore. We're 45 years old and we got a full beard and we're smoking, we're smoking uh, Marlboros, right? right. We, we don't need a, a dad anymore. So that's that's the problem here is humans haven't graduated uh, mentally and we're still letting a big daddy come and take care of us because th that, that's the whole problem right there, dude. And it's not just a daddy taking care of us. It's, a, it's an abusive daddy. I mean, I don't know of any father. Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure there are, right? But those again, those parents should be criminally charged. But I don't know that many As a matter fathers. of fact, James, I am charging the U.S. government. We're going to see if they, we can take the U.S. government's kids away because they've been abusing us for a very long time. Yeah. I think it's time that we separate ourselves from daddy government and they go to jail and we get to go live on our own and party. Hell yeah. I'm down. And, and, Let's do it. And it's like, the, it's like you were saying, I forget which founding father said this, but a government that's powerful enough to give you everything is strong enough to take everything away from you. And yeah, you're, you're, you're dad. And you know, sometimes we, we have to feed our kids and sometimes we're going to play with our kids and distract them a little bit. And, and, and that's great. But because you're in that position of authority and you could take all that food away, you could take the screen time away and you could just leave that, that baby there to die. Right. But that would be totally irresponsible, but that's exactly what's happening with the U S government right now while they take our kids away for saying we're being irresponsible. Yeah. And I mean, the government plays favorites for the kids that behave well, you know, they give them more, I guess, privileges. And for those that are vulnerable, and for some of us that are more enlightened, they'll, they'll go after us and we're not the favorites, you know, we're not daddy's favorite anymore. So, which is a scary thing. And I think that's what maybe also um, deters a lot of libertarians and anarchists to do a lot more is that fear that you know big daddy is going to take away our toys or they're going to throw us into the closet and throw away the key and leave and us to I die wanna just, since you brought that up i'd like to quickly address something i've had a number a number of libertarians and anarchists tell me well why are you even bothering uh just let just let that destroy itself right it's a state thing you're an anarchist you why why even care about what the government's doing and that's and that's kind of a fair point in a way but my retort to that is i'm paying these mother freakers money right now right yeah to, to protect people right so until, until i stop paying them money i'm gonna make sure that they do i'm gonna make sure that i'm gonna at least try to make them do their job okay while i'm paying them money they might not do it but i'm gonna be on their ass right it's like so that's that's what I that's my answer to that too. That there's other people too, and they may be right that say, "Well, why don't you just let this uh, 
the government kind of, you know, fizzle out. And there may be some truth to that, but I, I would argue to them maybe not in when in dealing with children, right? I mean, if, right. if we're paying money for that, and and we, we should still try to get our money's worth from our employees. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's holding them accountable are kind of our, well, it, not kind of, it is our right and duty to hold government accountable. It's part of that agreement that we have to allow them to exist. And I think that a lot of people are failing to do their due diligence in educating themselves and not having the courage to uh, educate and be more enlightened of what's actually going on and hold government accountable. And again, it comes to because of power, because of, as you said, people that crave power got into these positions of government and they're abusing it. What kind of, I guess, because we're seeing, and I hate doing this, but I think it's perfect kind of to, again, another great example, right, is I've been talking to a lot of people that I've been a lot more vocal lately on Facebook and on Twitter about all this stuff that's going on and how government is just take, 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 take power. And (laughs) dumbasses, I'm sorry, are giving them, giving them, giving them power, not realizing that they're not going to give us back that power that we we're handing over to them. Once they have it, they have it unless you fight for it, right? Either in not violent ways or if someday some militia rises and decides to, hey, enough is enough and they uh, ignite another revolution. But what are some examples that you've seen within this department where people, vulnerable people give away their, their rights to these departments? And how can you explain to them, hey, they're not going to give give your child back to you? Well, on my channel, youtube.com forward slash demand the truth, you can see me interview several families that have been affected firsthand by this. Families that have said, you know, we're going to take your child for a couple days, 72 hours, and we'll, we'll have them back to you. They'll be back. And they were never given back ever at all. We just had another rally in, in Providence, Rhode Island. I mean, I can't, I cannot, I mean, anybody just has to scan the local news in whatever state they're in and they, and they will see these abuses. Just type in DCYF child protective services. And and another point that I forgot to mention earlier, which is pretty interesting too, is there was a woman uh, named Jennifer Bogdan who was a writer for the Providence journal, which is our probably most mainstream news source in in Rhode Island and she was actually writing a series of scathing reports about DCYF and what happened is she ended up she ended up getting hired by our governor Gina Raimondo and then all of these articles stopped how convenient yep so you know well anybody that doesn't believe anybody just go to family court uh, their local family court and ask them, oh, can I get in? And just wait, just stand outside whatever the local family court is with the sign that says DCYF, or just go talk to these people and you will see. I mean, every time we have a rally in front of family court, we have three or four more families come up and tell us about their situation. 
I, it's, it's literally dozens and dozens. And then I do another show uh, on weeknights, and I've talked to dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of more families. So it, there's, it's, it's literally in the thousands of the number of, of families that have been that have been disconnected. Uh, and that's just a year in one state. In like Illinois, there's like 3,000 kids that go missing like every single year. That's just in one state. So anybody that doesn't believe me can go find all the interviews I do on my YouTube channel or on the other radio show that I do at night. Uh, I have firsthand interviews with these people or scan the local news or, uh, you know, just, just do some Googling yourself. You'll, you'll see it. You'll see it all there. It's all in black and white from, from even these, these mainstream people. And for the person that can't afford a lawyer to, to protect them or to get their kids back, what, what can they do? Are there any resources out there for them that you know of? Well, there is the, uh, I, I'm not giving any legal advice for darn sure. Uh, but it, it's really tough. I, quite frankly, there's other people that will maybe try to, to do like a federal lawsuit to try to get people back or something like that. But there's very few things I've seen be effective. Uh, if any, you know, sometimes people get their family, their, 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 uh, their kids back after a couple of years and they don't, they don't really want to talk about it after that fact too. Honestly, yeah, they're terrified at that point. There's terrified. And honestly, I, there, there's really not a solution that I can honestly tell you besides getting people to the, to the critical mass of, of, of awakening. I mean, I've, I've talked to just about every single lawyer here in Rhode Island and none of them, none of them, none of them, none of them care taking any of these cases. And it seems like every single time I interview somebody about the situation, the judges don't care, the media don't care, and the lawyers don't care at all. So it's, it's the, really the onus is on ourselves. What we're going to have to do is we're going to have to make this a bigger story. And there are some, there are some people out there, I'm not going to lie, James, that that say they've had success with family courts and we've had some of those activists on and they say they, uh, they go in there and they're, they're either constitutionalists or they're sovereign citizens or they're part of the Moors. But I haven't seen any proof of any of that working. I, I don't think that there's even a lawyer, anything that's going to help. We need to fundamentally change the way the system works. One of those things is, as you said, if the kids are taken away, they should go to a family member or grandmother first. If the kids are taken away, we need to, it should be codified back into law, even though we shouldn't have to do this for the constitution. But if they're going to take your kids away, it should have a warrant and it should be because of a crime and it should be by a trial by jury. And we should open up those family courts as well too, to the media and the public. But until that happens, I don't think anything can change. I agree. You know, hopefully people will awaken. I, I, I don't want to sound pessimistic, but, you know, considering current events, uh, it's going to be much harder now. Again, people are just giving away their freedoms and thinking that we're going to get them back. And I, I don't see it happening that way. We're going to have to really fight for those, those freedoms back. So, uh, I got to just say, I, I know you're probably trying to wrap this up, but I just have to echo your sentiments here because, uh, sentiments because this what we're going through right now when we've already had 9-11 take all of our rights away now with this COVID stuff and then even before all of this what have we had happen our children are being taken away I always used to say 
guys, we got to take action before it gets too late. Guys, we got to do something nonviolent before it gets too late. Guys, 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 we're going to get to do something. And now I, it's too late. We still need to do something, but it's too late. We, we will never, ever get this country back. Never. Unless people start doing something crazy nonviolent right now. Like it, the people I was begging and trying to persuade before, there's no more time. This country is out the window. Every single thing. I mean, I mean, since ancient Greece, since the Magna Carta, the countless people that have died, blood, sweat, and tears for this country, freedoms, the Bill of Rights, it's all gone. It's all out the window now. Thanks to you, James. Thanks to me not doing enough, but also thanks to the government trying to screw with us more. And thanks to all those normies out there that have never did anything. So, James, you and I are going to have to re-quadruple our efforts, and the people out there are going to have to get off their asses right now. Right now, right now, because it's going to be your kids stolen. This country is freaking gone. I'm a constant optimist, but you know, there's no more optimism for me because this country is absolutely gone. They're stealing your children. The Bill of Rights is completely gone. Everything we're doing is being spied on. We're $23 trillion in debt. We have the longest, most illegal wars. And guess what? Nobody gives a damn. But you know what? We have to give a damn now. I'm not asking or begging. I am commanding. I am commanding people out there to do something otherwise you're going to end up in that ditch and they're going to have the, your kids too there you go you heard it from will turbot from demand the truth tell us how people can listen to your youtube channel and where else can they find you i am on youtube forward slash demand the truth it's all together demand the truth no spaces no hyphens I'm on Patreon, Demand the Truth, Instagram, Demand the Truth, Facebook, Demand the Truth. I'm also on Facebook. My personal page is Will Turbit, T-U-R-B-I-T-T. My email, if you want to get active nonviolently, is WilliamTurbit at gmail.com. I'm also on Twitter at Will underscore Turbit. Uh, so just Google Will Turbit, Demand the Truth, get in touch with me. Give me a like, share, and subscribe. If you want to do something, now is the time that we have to do something. I agree. And uh, you have my my support as well, Will. Thank you so much for being on my podcast. It's always a, it's great to have a conversation with you. I wish I had more uh, conversations with people like more people like you. We need to uh, really rally the troops here and get our get our freedoms back. Thank you, James. And please keep doing what you're doing. It's it's essential right now. It's one of the few things that is essential. <laughs> Thank you. I, I consider myself then an essential essential employee or worker. So I can't be stopped. That's right. We're like P. Diddy only. We're not uh, with a weird pedophile-like name where we can't be stopped. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Perfect. Thanks, Will. James, thank you. God bless you, brother. <laughs>